it's tough to struggle through something when you don't know when the end is because you don't know how to pace yourself, right? If you don't know, like, for example, if you knew this ended in a week from now, you'd be able to put more effort in because you know that you're not having to, like, conserve energy, I suppose. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And I'm Femke. Today we're going to talk about that feeling when you realise that you maybe have a little bit too much on your plate. So maybe this sounds familiar to you listening, maybe you're a person that likes to say yes a lot and find it difficult to say no, maybe you're struggling with all of the things that you have to do, you might have deadlines coming up or big projects looming over you and you're finding it a little bit difficult to manage all of the things basically and maybe it's stressing you out a little bit. We're going to talk a lot about that today in this episode and this idea sort of came about from me because I'm feeling a little bit like I've got too much on at the moment and it's starting to push my boundaries a little bit in terms of I'm just starting to get a little bit stressed out and wondering how I'm going to juggle all the things. So I don't know, Charlie, maybe hopefully you'll have a little bit of advice throughout this show for me that will help other people. So yeah, I think it'll be good to talk about for me to sort of get all of that out about how I'm feeling and how I'm a little bit stressed out. And hopefully by the end of this episode, I'll feel a little bit more in control of all the things I'm doing at the moment. But this is putting a lot of pressure on me for this episode. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to trying to share some advice because I don't know, I think stress and overloading yourself is something that we do in cycles. So I feel like I go along absolutely fine for a while and then it suddenly creeps up and up and up and you realize you're at this point, which it sounds like you're at now. And that's when you want to like bring it back down again. But in the end, because we're ambitious people, we're always going to go back up again to that overloaded point. So that's what I mean by a cycle. I feel like it is something we're just going through. Right now I'm in the low point and you're in that high stress point. <laughs> yeah, I feel like hopefully, well, I'm hoping that talking about it will at least help me feel a little bit better about it. So don't worry, the pressure's not all on you to make me okay. feel better. <laughs> How are you though? How are you going? I'm pretty sure you're going to the States in a couple of days. Yes, by the time this episode comes out... I might be there, or I might have come back already. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember how far ahead we are with the episodes. <laughs> but yeah, I head off to New York on Friday for a conference and just to work from there for a little bit, because when you work remotely, why not extend trips to cool places like that? So very much looking forward to that. And then after it is VidCon, where I will be moderating a, a panel, which I've never done before. So I've got to oh. be the one to come up with questions and things to ask the other panelists. Uh, that and sounds like, really cool. Are you looking forward to that? I don't. I think I am, but I'm also very nervous about it because it's something totally new for me. Whereas I usually like panels because you can just turn up and answer the questions and just mm. say whatever comes out your mouth. You don't whereas have to I have to be the one. Yeah, I do have to do all the preparing this time and like be the one to control audience questions and things like that. So much a lot responsibility. Of pressure. Yeah, but it should be good. And then I'm also hosting my branding workshop again that I did at VidCon EU and I'm really looking forward to that now because of how well it went last time and I've had feedback from people and yeah should be good. Have you iterated on your workshop based on some of the feedback you got? Not yet 
but I plan to. <laughs> good, 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 good. Oh, that's so exciting that you're going to the States and you haven't been to New York before, have you? I have not, so I'm really looking forward to it. Oh uh, a few people I'm going to meet up with there. Should be a fun, creative time. Also, I've decided that while I'm in New York, I'm going to daily vlog. That's a thing Ooh. that I should mention, I suppose. So by the time this episode's out, there's probably a series of daily vlogs over on my YouTube channel, Charlie Marie TV, from my time there. It's going to be, yeah, 10 days, so 10 daily vlogs. Wow. Should be fun. Good on you. Yeah, good challenge. So I don't know, do you want to have a catch up and tell me how you've been going or is that basically jumping into the episode? It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I've just been feeling a little bit overwhelmed with some of the projects and all of the things on my plate right now. I think I might have overcommitted myself a little bit, which to be right. honest is not a new thing for me. Uh, anyone who knows me or can relate to the type of person I am knows that I'm always looking for new things and I want to do more and achieve more. And I think I kind of got to the point where maybe I took on a little bit too much and should have potentially staggered things a little bit more. And like I'm at the point now where I have not written for example, I've not written my article for this week and it's coming supposed to be coming out tomorrow and usually I do it like three days in advance. So if that kind of gives any indication, I'm pretty behind. Uh, and so I'm just feeling a little bit overwhelmed and low on time. And uh, along with work, I also have quite a few social commitments at the moment. So for example, in two days, my family is coming to visit me all the way from yes, New Zealand. Yeah, and obviously I am so excited about that and I cannot wait for them to come and it's going to be such a nice time. Uh, but at the same time, I'm a little bit stressed out about it because I I want to spend all of this time with them, but at the same time I've got all these projects on and so I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to manage all of that and whether I'm going to have to just kind of step back and like just stop for a week basically or whether to somehow keep treading water, if that makes sense. Treading water is a really good analogy to make here because it does feel like that when you've overloaded your plate that you're like struggling to keep up and the movement that you're making is basically to stay in the same place, right? So right. that you don't fall too much behind with tasks, but it's really hard to get ahead when there's so much work going into just staying afloat. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, have you ever been in this situation before I mean you kind of mentioned earlier that you think it's a cyclical thing so I, I assume that this has maybe happened to you before oh yes many 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 times <laughs> don't worry you're not alone in this Phew. it's feeling like the outsider the most recent like time this got really bad for me I think was back in December and I did we do an episode talking about burnout then or something like that I don't know I, I don't might have remember. been too overwhelmed by it all to even think about talking about it, to be honest. But yeah, I totally overcommitted. I was working my full-time job, of course. I was also doing like a test project, uh, like a freelance project that was acting as a trial, I suppose, for my job that I now have at ConvertKit. I was working on a series of videos for the Adobe YouTube channel. And I was also trying to keep up with just my own regular content output. And I think I only named four things then, but you no, can but understand that that's a lot of work. Things. Yeah, I, I yeah. totally Actually, understand. I think, I think I also had another freelance project, like a small one that I did within that as well. So, and I got sick. I might have got sick because I was stressed or just I was sick and they added to the stress. I can't remember now, but it was a lot. And 
when you're in that moment and you might be feeling this right now, you feel like, how am I ever going to make this end, right? Like, I can't foresee a way for me to finish all these things at once and then be out on the other side so that I can make better choices next time or prioritize differently or whatever. When you're in that moment of overwhelm and stress, it's hard to see the other side. Is that kind of what you're feeling or are things not quite that bad yet? Have we caught it at the right moment? Uh, oh, I, I, I don't know. I'm hoping that I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm also still not sure how far away it is, if that yep. makes sense. Yeah, that so, does make sense. Like I know that there's a light there, but I'm not too sure how much longer it's going to take for me to get there, if that makes sense. I think I yeah. feel like I've got all of these things going on and there's no sort of definitive ending, like there's no due date. I've got projects, but they're, there's not a specific end date. So it's not as though I'm like, oh, well, on the 15th of June, it will all be over. It, it doesn't really work like that based on the projects that I've got going on right now. So I know that there's an ending in sight, but I'm not sure when that's going to be. And so I'm not sure how I'm going to or when I'm going to be able to get out of it, basically. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough to struggle through something when you don't know when the end is because you don't know how to pace yourself, right? Yeah. If you don't know, for example, if you knew this ended in a week from now, you'd be able to put more effort in because you know that you're not having to like conserve energy I suppose yeah in this marathon that is your projects at the moment that that's really tough and I don't know what the best way to deal with that is because it's hard to figure out the pacing when you don't have an end date I think that you should just take it maybe one day at a time is is the way to tackle it there because you can only fit a certain amount of things into one day no matter how many projects you have on and so at some point you've got to prioritize right Yes. And I've also gotten to the point where I've decided that I'm not adding anything else to my plate. Yes, that would be another tip. (laughs) Yeah, which took me a little while. I'll be honest. I was still saying yes to things. And the other day I was invited to be on someone's podcast as a a guest interviewer, interviewee, uh, which is really cool. And usually I'm like, yeah, sounds great. Like, let's do it next week. And uh, she's sort of tried to schedule it to do it within the next week and I got to the point where I was like look I just cannot right now I really really want to be on the show and I really want to do this Uh, but my schedule is basically fully booked for the rest of June and so I'd love to be on the show but is it possible to do it potentially in July or a little bit later and I'll be honest that was scary for me to do because usually I'm yes 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 like next week let's do it Uh, super enthusiastic super keen also a little bit afraid of saying no or or trying to make things well not trying to make things difficult but being difficult by Mm. wanting to reschedule it you know there's always that little risk like oh well maybe they decide I'm too difficult or something or they can't do it in the future and so then I miss out on the opportunity Uh, But this time I was really like, look, I cannot do it right now, but I really want to. Can we do it sometime in the near future? And they were fine with it, which is really, really cool and sort of made me realize that it's okay to prioritize yourself, I guess, and prioritize the things that you already have on your plate. And I mean, I could have said yes and I could have scheduled to do it next week, but I'm already really stressed out enough as it is. And I just couldn't fathom adding one more thing to my plate at that time. That's great. I mean, it sounds like you're already learning from this overwhelm experience. So maybe you don't even need me for him. Maybe you're not <laughs> throwing your own problems. Saying 
like not right now rather than saying flat out no is something that I wish I'd done for the Adobe project that I was working on back in December when my last like near burnout happened. Uh-huh. I think like you said you want to say yes because you don't know like you don't want to lose the opportunity and you want to make the most of it now that it's been offered to you and so that's why I said yes to it and and work with them right then and there. Whereas I think looking back now, I probably could have said, sorry, December's booked up. How about we do it in January? And yeah. they might have been okay with that. I don't know, but but it might have been the case. Yeah, I want to start doing that more in general, not just only for when I'm stressed out. I think I think being able to do that is better for me in terms of being able to schedule in advance and have my life a little bit more figured out because at the moment it feels like these opportunities come up and I say yes instantly and suddenly I've got this new project that I that I have which on one hand is really exciting but also is terrible for like organizing my life and future planning and things like that because it kind of throws a spanner in the works which by the way, I said spanner in the works to an American yesterday and they had no idea what I was talking about. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, Americans listening, tell us if you've heard that phrase well, before. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I didn't think it was a Kiwi thing, but maybe it is. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I think if I can adapt that more into my life in terms of being better at scheduling projects rather than just saying yes to things right now, maybe I can avoid in future this overwhelming, stressing, too many things on the plate feeling. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. And you are still saying yes in that case, but you're saying, yes, I'll add it to my schedule instead of, yes, yeah. let me start work on it. Which I think is totally okay. And I I also realized that people would, you know, ask something of me or, uh, you know, provide me with an opportunity and I would be too stressed out to even reply and I, I don't. You've probably had this before. I know how good you are with emails. Ha ha ha. We realize a few months later that there were opportunities that you sort of missed out on, and I sort of. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but I think what I'm trying to say is that instead of feeling like you have to respond straight away and and say yes straight away. Maybe you could just say, hey, this sounds really great. Uh, I'm really busy right now. Can I get back to you in a month's time? And that's what I'm starting to do now with things because I I have things that I said yes to a month ago and I, I'm, I'm be- I mean, I'm behind, to be honest. I still haven't done it. I have people chasing me up because I'm overdue and that I know that and I feel really bad about it. And I think it's my own fault because I should have realized a month ago that I was saying yes to too many things. So Instead of saying yes straight away, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm going to say yes, but in future, like get back to me in a month's time or I'll be in touch with you when I've got more time or more free slots in my schedule. Yeah, that sounds smart. I think there's two ways we can get things added to our plate, right? It's either uh, internal where, where we add them ourselves, like with our side projects, we decide we want to do new things. Like, work on our community at the moment, fam, is probably going to be adding to your plate, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then there's the external things, which is when other people are asking you of things. How do you prioritize between the two? Whether what comes first, because obviously you can't do everything. Do the external or the internal things become your focus when you're overloaded and there's too much on? Mm. Or is it, maybe is it not split like that for you? I don't know. Yeah, so I think 
usually for me, what is always a priority is first and foremost, the internal things that are recurring that I've made a long-term commitment to. So for example, this podcast, you know, like, like it's pretty obvious right now. I'm really stressed out. I've got a lot on my plate, but I'm still showing up here to record this episode. And that's because this podcast is one of my top priorities. And same usually, usually because it's not happening right now, but usually with my my writing and my mailing list, that is also a priority that I don't really like to give up. Obviously, I'm pushing the boundary of that right now because I'm not, I honestly am struggling to make the time for it this week. But usually that's a main priority for me as well. So I guess the internal things that I've already committed to in a sort of long-term way, those are usually what I prioritize. And then this, the second priority is always the things I've committed to outside of that. So for someone else, maybe, I don't know, I'm helping someone with a project, a freelance thing, or doing an interview with somebody, that kind of then takes the second priority on top of my already existing internal commitments. Interesting. Wouldn't you say, though, that client work would have to come first and foremost because someone's paying you for the thing? So like, I, I know that if I'm, I've got a freelance project on, or, and like I did in December, I put those projects ahead of my own video schedule. And like I managed to sneak videos out still, but they weren't as high quality as they normally would have been, I suppose, because I was putting the client work first. Yeah, so usually most of the time... I will take on a freelance project that doesn't mean I have to sacrifice my internal commitments. So usually the projects that I take on are either small or, you know, maybe they're not short term deadlines. So I've got a lot of time to work on it. And so I don't have to sacrifice my internal projects. I, if I think back to the last year or two years, I don't think I've been in the situation where I've had a freelance project that has had to eat into my internal stuff that I've prioritized. But that said, I, I'm pretty confident that if I did bite off a big freelance project that I would prioritize that over my internal commitments because obviously they're a client and they're paying me and that definitely would take priority. But so far in the last two years, I guess I've been successful in terms of managing that and making sure that I don't take on a project that would eat into my existing uh, priorities, I guess. Yeah, that's great. That sounds like you're managing it well. I find that when I'm overloaded and there's too much on my plate, the first things to go are the things that only affect me because you said your internal things are like the podcast and your newsletter. Yes, they're internal because you've decided to do them, but also other people are relying on them, right? You've got me relying on you for the podcast and, and our listeners as well. And you've got your newsletter readers relying on you for that email. So there's other people involved there, even though they are projects you've decided to do yourself. For me, the first things to go are things like uh, going to the gym, taking care of my health, making time to go to the supermarket and buy good ingredients to cook a meal. Those are the things that go for me when I'm overloaded. And Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like that I see those things as optional, you know, and as as ways to make room in my schedule. They should, they really should be the unmovable things because getting like losing focus on your health does not help at all with getting over the the feeling of stress and being overloaded and approaching burnout taking time for your health in those times is really really important and can help you from 
getting worse in the situation, I suppose. And so, yeah, that's one thing that I want to change about myself is, is my focus I put on health when it comes to stress. Yeah, I'm, it's so true. I mean, hearing you say that, I'm now thinking back to the last month of my life and realized that, yeah, I've barely been going to the gym. I have barely been cooking great meals. I just use whatever is in the house and in the cupboards, which usually isn't much <laughs> left over. And so I guess I'm the same. Those are the first things for me to go as well. And I mean, what what would you, ideally, what would you like the first thing to go to be? Would it? Would you rather that it be social events? Would you rather that be the first thing that you give up? Because it sounds like to you health is quite important, you know, which is really good and something that you prefer not to sacrifice. I don't know. Because the, the thing is, when you're overwhelmed and there's so much on your plate, it's all there for a reason. And letting go of any of it is going to have a negative effect in some way, whether it's on someone else you know, for projects that other people are relying on you for or for yourself with the health stuff. So I don't I don't know how to answer that because really obviously the ideal situation is to have you have to struggle through it and then uh, learn for next time, not to add too mm-hmm. much to your plate. Yeah. And I think the reason that I do let the gym and, you know, healthy meals or whatever slip by is because they are the the ones that I feel like I can let go without it affecting other people and their perception of me too much you know because if I then decided no I'm going to go to the gym and I'm not going to help this person with the thing that I said promised them I'd help them with like I'm going to cancel this podcast interview because I don't have time that leaves the other person without the content they were planning on it like leaves a gap in their day when they'd already planned to talk to you I just would feel too bad about that and so I'd rather harm like harm my health than than the other person. I don't know. I think I'm just a very empathetic person in that way. And I know a lot of people might not do that. A lot of people might say, oh, well, you know, that's the breaks. It happens. Yeah. I mean, like props to you, because I think a lot of people would in that scenario say no to the meeting that they had scheduled with someone because they want to prioritize their run or something instead, which I mean, we can't judge people based on the priorities and the decisions that they make. Uh, but I, I wish that I could have a little bit of that, I think. Like, I, I'm on the same boat as you. I don't want to disappoint other people and say no to something that I've already committed to. But at the same time, I I really want to honor myself by going to just one yoga class in a week, you know. Mm. And so where do you draw that line where it's like, okay, well, I really need to prioritize myself and my own well-being and admit that I probably made a mistake or a wrong choice in terms of overcommitting myself and committing to this thing. Uh, but what's most important to me right now might be I have to go to this yoga class or, or whatever that might be. And I don't know. I mean, I know that that probably sounds really selfish, but at the same time, I think when we're feeling really stressed out and overwhelmed with all of this stuff it's really important that we honor ourselves, I think, and give ourselves whatever it is we need to recharge and refuel and keep ourselves going. I don't know. Yeah. This is a brain dump, really. <laughs> no, this it's a really good point because we do have to honor ourselves. I like that way of thinking of it. I think if I'm thinking back to December, I did cancel on someone during that month. Okay. How did and it wasn't, it wasn't because I was having to prioritize my health or anything like that it's the health stuff had already gone and I was still overloaded and so the next level of thing that had to go was being interviewed on someone's podcast right got it 
and I felt terrible about it. I, I, there were podcasts that did do a mix of solo and interview episodes, so I consoled myself by saying, like, it's okay, they can just do, like, a solo episode instead. But, I mean, I still feel bad about it, and I don't know how to get around that. You know, I'm always going to feel bad about cancelling on other people, but because I overcommit myself a lot, I feel like it's something that happens to me more often than I would like whether it's cancelling a podcast interview or just, like, not replying for a long time to someone's uh, email interview where they've sent me some <laughs> questions, or even, like, organising to go to an event with friends. I'm pretty sure that happened in that month as well, that there was some meetup on or something, and I was like, guys, look, I just cannot come to this. You know, I'm really sorry, but I, I just can't make it. And I hope that people understand that in those moments, that is not... I'm not doing that just to, you know, be a dick or anything. I, I <laughs> really would like... you don't like, want to go. Yeah, or because I don't want to. Because I'm pretty good at just not agreeing to things that I don't want to do. Like, I value my own time a lot. And so if something's not interesting to me, I'll be like, eh, nah, not really for me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that's tough to, to deal with. And I think it's always going to be tough for me. So that's why I want to get much better at the prioritizing and committing to things scale before it gets to that bad point do you know what I mean that was a terrible way of yeah no it. I know what you mean but I'm just like how do you do that because I keep ending up in the same situation where I I realize when it's already too late you know you realize yeah. when you've already overcommitted. there doesn't seem to be any forewarning or anything at least what what I've experienced is there hasn't there hasn't been any early warning signs and I'm trying to figure out what could be an early warning sign so that I could avoid this happening to me all over again. But like you said, it's cyclical, right? Like it just keeps coming back. Yeah. I haven't, I mean, it's June now and I've not been as overwhelmed as I was in December. So I feel like I learned a lot from it about committing. Maybe it's one of those things where it just has to get really bad for you to learn from it and be able to put those learnings into practice next time because I feel like now I've had some opportunities come through where I've been like you know wanting to say yes to things but I've been like actually this isn't that important to me and I would rather have the time to you know have a life instead of doing this so I'm going to say no to it because I don't mind if I don't do it you know like it would, it would be great and it would I would I'm sure I would enjoy it if I did it but it doesn't really matter if I don't and so I'll say no. Mm, so have you changed anything since December, since you had this moment? Is, has anything changed in terms of your process or how you prioritize things? I think that that near burnout that I had has made me really value my weekends. I think we've talked about on the show how recently I've been taking weekends as time off rather than as side project time where I'd, you know, wake up early, maybe not 5.30 early like I do on weekdays, but I'd work on the weekends fairly hard on my side projects. Now I try and have weekends first and foremost as relaxation, recreation time. And if there's some downtime where I want to fit in a few tasks, then I will, but I won't pressure myself to. And I think I do that because I remember back to being that stressed out and just wishing that I had an hour to sit and watch a TV show just to like decompress and relax and not be thinking about work constantly. And so I think that's made me really value, value that time. And it's probably also helped me 
learn scoping too, project scoping. I feel like that's something that is really hard to learn and hard to teach. And it's really something you have to go through. Mm -hmm. And eventually over time you figure it out and you learn and you get better at estimating. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely think that it's something you learn over time with experience. It's really hard to know up front the project scoping basically is really difficult to know up front without having been through it and learning from your mistakes and your experiences. So maybe that for next time, that's a thing for you to think about is these projects that you're working on now, did they take longer than you expected? And how can you apply the learnings to that to next time to scope yeah. them better? Yeah, I, I think that's good advice. We went out with a couple of friends last night and it was it was so funny. I had this moment where I was having so much fun. We, we had dinner and we had a nice glass of wine and we hung out for a few hours and it was really nice. I was in a really good, fun, happy mood. It was great conversation. And then Owen and I started walking home and I, saw, I, I did this big sigh and he was like, what is it? And I was like, oh, just... I feel like I'm I'm back to reality now. I'm all stressed out again. Mm. It was it was as though the the social time, the couple of hours of social time that we just had, I, it was such a great time. I was in such a good mood. I was like no stress, no worries. And then as soon as we stepped out of the restaurant and we started walking home, just this feeling and overwhelming of the stress and all the things that I have to do just came rushing back to me. It was like this hour, a couple of hours of social time was this nice escape. And I was in such a nice mood. And then, yeah, coming back home, I, I felt like I was stepping back into the reality of my stressed out life. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know where I'm going with that, but I guess I'm just trying to figure out how to deal with that feeling and that emotion. Have you been, you like, relying heavily on your bullet journal throughout this? Because I feel like, for me anyway, if I have the projects written down and the steps that I need to take, that really helps me deal with it because I know it doesn't have to be on my mind because it's on the bullet journal's mind. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I have not been using it as much as I should or, or not been using its advantages as much as I, as much as I should be using it for, I guess with all of the, I I found that over the last week, I, I think I've just had so much on that rather than writing all the stuff I have to do at the start of the day, I've been writing it at the end of the day and then ticking it off. So yeah, that's not the point. No, it's not the point. Right. So it's more like, oh, what did I do today? I did this, 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 take it off. And I'm like, I'm doing this backwards. This is not how it's supposed to work. I think that if you went back to making a plan at the start of your day and working through it, that might help you feel more in control and less frantic. You know, that franticness that comes with stress and, and overwhelm. I think then you'll feel like you are in control of the tasks you're doing. You've planned them. It's purposeful. Yes, you're busy. Yes, there's a lot on, but you're planning to do this in a day. I think that might help. I think that you should do that. And well, I think I have been avoiding doing that. This is like honesty hour now. Uh, maybe because I know that what I have to achieve in a day isn't possible right now. Like there's so much that I can't do it in a day. And so if I were to sit down in the morning and write out the things that I like realistically can do, I'll realize that it's not enough and probably feel bad. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But I think it's important to confront that because you've overcommitted, you know, we're, we're good at taking responsibility for things. So 
I'm sure you won't mind me saying that this is your responsibility. You know, you've gotten yourself in this situation and you're the one who can get yourself out as well. Like no one else can come along and do the projects for you. You have to be the one to do them. And so no, you can't invent more time in the day and you can't get more things done than, you know, is possible in the hours. But if you confront it head on and realize that there's too much and write down your list of things that you think you can get done in this day and tick it off, I think that'll help your mindset and I think it'll help you feel better about it. It's obviously not going to help you do more. It's not going to magically <laughs> solve the problem and give you 27 hours in the day instead. Yeah. But I think that mindset plays a huge part in, in dealing with this because you don't have the brain space right now to be thinking about your that, the fact you're stressed, right? You want to be using your brain space for the projects that you have on so that you can do them in the most efficient way possible. Right. So I think that confront it, even though it's going to suck and be scary, write down what you need to do to achieve all these things, plan it out by day, and and just start working on it and accept that you can't do it all. One step at a time is basically yeah. what I'm hearing from you, which I think is really good advice. Just take it slow, take a breather. I think I'm easily overwhelmed when I zoom out and try and look at the bigger picture and all the things I have to do that obviously just you know, is a bit overwhelming. And I'm sure people listening can relate to that. When you sort of take a step back and zoom out at all the, and look at all the things that you have to do can be pretty scary. So yeah, I think that's good advice for me is to just take it slow one step at a time and utilize my bullet journal a little bit more, yeah. I think, because I, I feel like I've not been using it to its full advantage. Sometimes too, the projects that you have on there might be a difference in how important you think it is and how important the other person thinks it is. You know, sometimes there's things where people are like, I need this ASAP, but it's really like they mean there is no specific deadline, so get it done as soon as you can. And they they'd mean as soon as you can. They don't mean I need it tomorrow, you know. So I think that being clear on if your deadlines that you're working to on each specific project are hard deadlines or if they're just, it would be nice to have it by this point deadlines. Mm -hmm. Because that can help prioritize as well between which ones definitely need to be hit on that specific date and which ones can be stretched out a bit. Because it sounds like at the moment, like you said, there is too much on. So what can spill over into the next week or or whatever. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. And thinking to it now, some of the projects that I have on my plate don't have deadlines mm -hmm. and they're the ones that have been looming around for a couple of months. And I guess that's why they've been around for a couple of months yeah, is they don't have a deadline. because there's no <laughs> deadline. And I haven't decided if that's a good or a bad thing that there's no deadline on those things. But I guess when it comes to prioritization, they're going to be the ones to fall away because there's no exactly. deadline on them and yeah that's just how it is I think and the receiver you know the other person that's waiting for this thing if it really was important then they would have given me a deadline I think yep exactly yeah <sighs> do you feel a bit better I feel a bit better I, I feel like I know what I should do going forward to at least try and help myself and and try and manage yeah. this a little bit more I, I don't think that this is going to go away overnight or anything I don't think there's anything I can do that would make it all be better instantly but I, I feel like I've got some good ideas for how to at least try and manage this going forward which I think will be good yeah that's good and like we said at the start this is a cycle so 
I'm going to listen back to this episode in like a month's time or whatever when I'm overwhelmed <laughs> and then I can hear my own advice. <laughs> yes, that, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> well, this seems like a good note to end on. Any last... I don't know, takeaways, words of wisdom you want to share? Yeah, I don't know if I have advice, obviously, but hmm, I think just it's easy to get to this point, I think. And like you said, it happens often and often there's nothing we can do to prevent it from happening or or we don't know when it's going to hit, I guess, basically. And so it's difficult to prepare for it to come. So I don't... I don't know the best way of how to deal with it, obviously, as you've just listened to this show. I, I don't know how to deal with it. But I think it starts with acknowledging that you're experiencing it. And then from there, you can try and figure out how to manage it. And that that for me took a little bit. I think I was sort of in denial for a couple of months, like everything is yeah. going to be fine. It's great. Like I'm Wonder Woman. And once I actually stepped back and accepted that okay this is too much I'm overwhelmed I'm stressed out how can I try and make the next couple months better while while I ride these projects out so yeah I think it you have to accept that you are overwhelmed before you can actually do anything to help yourself yep agreed and realizing that it is down to you as well is is important because if you accept that you're the one who's added too much to your plate then it it's easier to see that you're the one who will also get out of this in the end as well. Like you can only help yourself. So I find that motivating anyway. Well, thank you for all of your lovely words of wisdom and advice as always. (laughs) Where can people go to find more of this types of advicey shows, Femme? Is there a good website that someone could could visit? Yes, there is a website. Would you believe? Oh. (laughs) We are technologically advanced. Uh, You can go to designlife.fm. That's our website. And you'll find all previous episodes as well as our newsletter, which you can subscribe to. And if you head to designlife.fm slash community, you can sign up to be notified of when our brand new community launches. We're planning to launch a beta in the next few weeks. So make sure you sign up there to hear about news and updates on how that's going. I'm very excited about it. And just thinking forward to the fact that when this episode comes out the community will be extremely close and then thinking about the amount of work I have to do (laughs) (laughs) anyway make sure you follow us on twitter as well we're at design life fm and usually we'll have a conversation on there about the topic before we record too which is always fun cool well we'll catch up next week see you next week bye